This episode of Weight Inclusive Innovators is brought to you by WIND, Weight Inclusive Nutrition and Dietetics. Is your five-year CEU cycle coming to an end? Are you tired of having to get so much of your continuing education from weight-centric trainings? Listen up because WIND has what you're looking for. Register now for the virtual WIND Symposium and access the webinars at the end of April. This is an accessible learning opportunity. Watch and listen from anywhere on your own time. You'll hear and learn from experts, activists, and educators about the future of weight-inclusive care and get to meet fellow weight-inclusive RDs. The Virtual WIND Symposium is in application for nine CEUs. Pair it with WIND's Foundation of Weight-Inclusive Care Workshop for over 20 CEUs total. Go to weightinclusivenutrition.com to get info about these events and more. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians to building a cohesive brand to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it, talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we're on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. Today, we are going to be chatting about how the first quarter of 2023 went for us and what goals we're setting and projections we're expecting in quarter two. But before we dive into today's episode, we are going to check in with Morgan, who is in España. Hello, hello. Hola. Hola. (laughs) What were your business highs and lows this week? My high this week is I am finally in a good workflow being in Spain. The first week I was here, I like landed on a Tuesday, was like jet lagged on Wednesday, just kind of like felt like my head was in the clouds Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of last week. And it was a nice, I just, I love a good fresh start to a Monday. So had a a good fresh start to my Monday this week and feel like I've just been in a really good flow. It's been a little different because they uh, just do everything a lot later over here. So like lunch is usually between two and four and dinner is usually between eight and 1030 or like last night, we didn't go to dinner until 1045 at night. So my usual routine of like being in bed by 930 and asleep by 10 is just like not happening over here, but it's okay. I've adjusted and I just sleep in later, which is fine because even if I wake up at 9am here, it's still 3am in Texas and like no one needs me yet. So I can have a nice Slow start to the morning. Okay. Do you, how do you feel about that routine? Because I actually kind of like that. And I experienced that when I was in Mexico. And I, I think that's how a lot of other countries are, is the later start, the later breakfast, later lunch, later dinner, work later into the day and kind of have a slower morning. Yeah. How do you like that? I have a slow morning in the States regardless. The only difference is that my slow morning is like, I still wake up early and just like slowly start my day, but I still go get coffee at 7 a.m. The coffee shops here don't even open until 9 a.m. Like they, yeah. And so I was like, even if I wanted to wake up early, like what would I do? Sit on my couch and twiddle my thumbs? Like nothing's open. Okay. I see a little coffee maker in the background though. I know it's not the same, but it could get the job done. I have no clue what size pods even go in there. 
and they don't supply any. Dang it. No, no. That's we fair. have, we've gone grocery shopping a few times. Um, I, so to answer your question, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I think I will like it once I'm like, once I get the rest of this week under my belt and just expect that moving forward. But the first week I was here, I was like being so hard on myself. Cause I was like, why can't you just wake up Morgan? Just wake up and get going. And then I was like, I'm not going to do anything anyway. And no one needs me when it's nine o'clock here. So I am getting used to it. I'm, I'm such a morning person and not a night person though. So that transition has been a little rough. It, it, you're going through so many transitions right now. I've just so many have traveled to go to a new place, adjusting to the lifestyle there. Like it makes sense that after a week, you're feeling a little bit more settled and I'm happy about that for you. And maybe that's just something you, you count on when you go somewhere to be totally. a digital nomad, you, you have a week of a wash. And that's, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the point of doing stuff like this, right. Is like to try new things and switch, switch things up. But this week has been good. I think yesterday was probably like one of the best days because I was able to get to a coffee shop and back without having to use Google maps. I was able to take the Metro state, like Metro without having to like use Google maps. Like I was able to find like looking at the signs, like where I was going, which stop I needed to go to. I did get a membership at a co-working space, which feels nice because they don't like people working on laptops and coffee shops here, which oh, is interesting. <laughs> that is an interesting thing to learn. There's literally like little things on the table that says like either no computers or no work zone or things like that. Yeah. Wow. And I, it was a holiday on Monday and I was like, well, it's not a holiday in the state. So I'm going to go to a coffee shop and work. And I made sure there was like pictures on, um, of this coffee shop where people were working on their laptops and I pulled my laptop out and the lady basically was like, you can't work on your laptop today. Like it's a holiday. I was like, whoa, love that boundary. Thank you for that. But also yes. I had to get work done. So I just went back to my apartment. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. That, that I mean, gosh, I would not have anticipated that, but in a way it kind of makes sense. It's protective of the space for people, yep. I guess, if you're supposed to go there and like meet a friend and be present and connect. Right. And the coffee shops are small here, eight to 10 tables max. So yeah, yeah I think that's why. Do you think that people will start, I'm thinking of the entrepreneurs in Spain. Do you think they'll start opening co-working spaces where coffee is available, like, or putting coffee shops in the workspaces? Cause that is a brilliant idea to me. So the co- the co-working space that I got a membership to has coffee available, but also it's like a three to five minute walk to like a couple different coffee shops from where it's Oh, located. so you can go get so, it to go. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Quiero un café para llevar, por favor. Pretty much ordering coffee is what I am most comfortable with in Spanish. Um, so I understood what you said. Yeah, me too. I the I am good at ordering coffee and food in Spanish. I did go to a Pilates class this morning and it was in Spanish and that was a lot of fun. Okay. Was it harder or easier or the same as when we took salsa lessons in Spanish? Like to understand mm-hmm. so much easier. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Because the words inhale, exhale are quite similar. She counted to 10 which I know how to count to 10. And <laughs> she mentioned a few body parts, which I knew the names of. So like your feet on the bar, knee at 90 degrees. I know what 90 is. Like it was, I was able to follow along for most of it. Very cool. My low of the week is uh, super minor, but 
it is what it is. I had a handful of discovery calls scheduled this week and I realized that I cannot make phone calls in Spain. Womp womp. I had to frantically email both people that I had discovery calls with. And I was like, do you have an iPhone? And if so, can I FaceTime audio you? I'm so sorry. And both of them were so great about it. Both of them were telling me about their trips to Spain over the last few years and how like one of them worked from abroad for a little bit and was like, it was just great. And so I was like, thanks for your flexibility because. I mean, that's that's already, already speaking to their ideal clientness for you. Yes. Anyway, that's my week. How's your week been? Um, one last question about your week before we hop into mine. What holiday was it on Monday? St. James Day. I think okay. I don't know, honestly. It was St. Okay. Patrick's Day here uh on Friday and we went out and celebrated and that was super fun. Uh, I bet. But that's not that's not a Spanish holiday. I think, yeah, I think it was something to do with like honoring St. James, which I imagine okay. is probably part of like the Catholic Church. That makes sense. I was second guessing myself as I was going through editing this and it was not St. James Day. It was St. Joseph Day. So just a little quick correction there. So my highs and lows this week, oof. Well, my low was definitely, as we recorded last week, I think I was sick then as well. Is that correct? Okay. So I was sick pretty much until Wednesday morning and I feel a lot better, but as you can still hear in my voice, it's still a little raspy and weird. So Wednesday morning uh, as in yesterday morning. Yes. It's been a week. (laughs) It has. Okay. Fuck. It's been a whole week since my sickness started. And it's so wild because the night before I got sick, I was at a happy hour with my team and I was like, Oh, I'm one of those people that never gets sick. And then I got sick. So, um, I'm on the up and up feels great. Maybe that's my high, but my low is definitely, it is so hard to do anything. Um, and I had to cancel my trip. I was supposed to go to New York last weekend didn't get to go, but luckily, um, I really needed rest. So I would take a nap and then I'd do some grad school and I'd take a nap and do some grad school. So it really sucks when you still have obligations when you're sick. I'm sure everybody listening can relate to that, but I'm, my energy's coming back, feeling a lot better. And my high from this week is probably just being on the up and up and then a personal life high. My little cousin is here visiting me. She's 12 and we are going to go skiing on Friday and Saturday this week. She is going to learn for the first time. She's from the Midwest, so has never even seen like a giant mountain and she's so excited. It's so cute. I'm like, oh, I wish I would have skied when I was 12. So she'll do her lessons on Friday and then Saturday we're going to ski together and it's it's fun being the cool aunt that she can come visit. Not aunt. She's my cousin, but it feels more like I'm her aunt because of our age difference. Uh, but it's so weird being like, quote unquote, that age where my family is like, oh, yeah, we're going to ship my 12 year old cousin to you to hang out. And I'm like, who's trusting me to do this? Who's trusting me with a 12 year old? So wait, so you're not teaching her to ski. She's going to take lessons. She's going to take lessons. Yes. Oh my God. Where are y'all going skiing at? We are going to go to Keystone. Because it's the closest mountain and it's chill. And I've taken lessons there in the past and it was pretty good. So I think she's going to like it. I love that. I was about that age when I took skiing lessons for the first time in Breckenridge by a (gasps) Swedish instructor named Hans. Wow. The memory. The memory is amazing. Yeah. He was cute. I remember him. Oh, of course. Did you feel like, did you just take one lesson? We did a day of lessons. So it was a day of lessons. 
Yeah. It was me and my brother. And then another family we were traveling with who the kids were like my, my brother's age too. Oh, so fun. And then were you able to ski the next day by yourself? Oh yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's what I'm hoping. I'm like, fuck, I hope yeah. I don't screw this kid over by not putting no, 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 in no. two days. You'll be good. I mean, I was also like shocker, a very adventurous child. And so I was like, yeah, take me to the top of the big mountain. Let's go. I'll figure it mm-hmm. out. And it was great. And you did. I did L- love that energy. Okay. I'll report yeah. how, back how it goes, but that's my, that's one of my highs personal life this week. So. Oh, love that. Oh, that'll be so fun. And such a nice break away from work. Make sure I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was. The thing where you needed your email and you had to open your email on top of the mountain and make sure that's resolved before you get to the top of the mountain. I will never forget that again. <laughs> so yes, my app for yes. my pass. Yes. That's it. That's it. Ready to dive into today's episode? Let's do it. Today, we are talking about how quarter one went for us and our businesses and projects, and then what we're hoping to get accomplished in Q2. So just like we do every single quarter, we'll go through each of our businesses, what we had wanted to get done for Q1, and then what actually got done within that, just to keep some transparency, normalcy, we can set big goals or small goals and not get to them because three months is honestly kind of long period of time. And sometimes things just shift. Like we never know what's going to come up in life and in business. So without further ado, overall for me, January felt like a freaking power month. Like I felt so in alignment. I felt I was really living into my word of the year, which was simplify. I was saying no to things that I wanted to say no to and needed to say no to. And it felt so good. And honestly, even into like the first two weeks of February, it felt really good. Then the heads conference was coming up, which I knew was just going to be a little bit more of a chaotic period of trying to run my business per usual, um, and do consulting per usual and all of those things while also trying to like prep and host a conference. And so February felt a little chaotic. I arrived in Spain on March 15th and still hadn't written my March goals. And after having a conversation with Hannah decided that I was just going to coast the rest of March. I wasn't going to go above and beyond. I was going to just get done what I needed to get done and we'll have a nice fresh start in April. All about to say Morgan Sinclair designs. My goals for Q1 were to nail down a signature offer funnels and an ideal flow. I thought about this a lot and was thinking about launching a uh, launching spots for like a quarter at a time, but I just like, couldn't quite figure out logistics of how I wanted that to work. And so now what I'm doing is I'm just allowing myself to continuously book out for three months at a time. And that feels good. And then my second one was continue to create some show it website templates. I bought a course on Black Friday called the Passive Passion Project with Becca Luna, and she goes through how to set up a show it template shop. January and February met my goals of which lessons of that course I wanted to watch. And that was about it. I haven't watched any since then. I think I saw you post a couple times in the accountability Slack channel that those were on your big three for the week. So that's awesome that you got some of those done. And I saw the accountability club holding you to it. I know (laughs) needed a little bit of extra accountability these last few weeks with stuff like that. 
Um, but I'm still really excited about it. I, I love following her as a web designer for content, super cool. I feel like I have a lot to learn from her and it feels really in alignment to make website templates specific for private practices, eating disorder clinicians, just kind of knowing what that, what an ideal flow of a website looks like, as well as some different revenue streams that a lot of people want to offer. So being able to be like, here's a page add-on for groups. Here's a page add-on for courses. Here's a page add-on for resources, like things like that. And so that just feels like a really good next step. And I'm, I, both of those I put down as like yellow, if we're going to do the red, yellow, green, we should probably come up with a different way to do that. I don't know if I love the whole stoplight thing, it kind of uh, a triggering. I, I know <laughs> triggered throwback to fucking nutrition. Um, Jesus, diet culture bullshit. If anyone has any suggestions on other ways that we can do like nailed it, kind of nailed it, didn't nail it. I feel like we could do a classic thumbs up, middle thumb, oh, I thumbs like down. Okay. Okay. We're going to, we're going to middle thumb both of those. Okay. Is that, is that even the right, the proper term middle thumb? I don't know. Okay. Um, I guess so. It's like a so-so. Like a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs middle. Sure. <laughs> anyway, if y'all have better suggestions, we'll happily take them. Yes. So going into Q2 for Morgan Sinclair Designs, I have been really consistent with having two branding and website clients per month, kind of staggering those start dates the first week and the third week of each month. I am booked until May and just sent out three proposals in the last two weeks for a May 8th start date. So we'll see. Um, That's awesome. Snags that up first, and then we'll just continue to face them out from there. Can I ask you a question? Sure. When you send out your proposals, what are your conversion rates from there? I haven't done a specific conversion rate recently, but if I had to pinpoint what it's been for the last, not pinpoint, if I had to estimate what it's been for the last few months, I would say I'm at a solid 60 to 70% conversion rate. Awesome. Yeah. It feels good. And I know like technically that's like a higher conversion rate than normal, which means like I technically should raise my prices, but I feel really good with where they're at right now. And I just knowing that like my ideal client is someone who is like one or two years into private practice and they're ready to just kind of like elevate their online presence with a rebrand, or maybe they're hiring their first team member. And so they're wanting to like shift the names, kind of like how you went from like nourished with Hannah to nourished Colorado. Yep. Um, that's just like such a sweet spot because there's so much excitement all around Yep. that if that's the price point that feels best for that Stage. population, that that audience, like I would rather keep prices there and just like limit myself to number and like make sure the clients are like really good fits and come up with some other revenue streams than kind of price gouge. I totally agree with that sentiment 100%. Um, and that's how I feel about my business coaching clients too. I, I love the same um, population that you do as well. If somebody either like getting ready to start or someone who's rebranding a little bit, like maybe they already have their group practice and they're just wanting to level up and like really make things efficient, same thing. And always thinking about what's the price point that makes sense for me, as well as that I know they can afford without being like, I know you can afford this and you should pay this high rate. Um, it's such a, a delicate balance that I'm with you. Like, I don't believe in 
pricing it so high just because we quote unquote could, cause we're so specialized, but finding that sweet spot to where we really get to work with the people that we want to while knowing like our price is fair for us and for them. Absolutely. So all but to say Q2 projections continue to work with two branding and website clients per month. Um, already have April checked off, just need whoop, whoop. May and June. And I have some proposals sent out. So that feels good. I would really love my assistant designer to take on some of her own clients and just kind of explore what that looks like, especially as I kind of go into August, September, October with our retreat we're hosting with the eating expedition. It's hard to plan design clients where I'm like, yes, here's our eight week span together. By the way, I'm out these two random weeks, which like, if I need to do that, I will, but that just, it just feels like a lot in those, in those few months and in Q3, I guess that would be. And so I'd love for her to be able to take some clients during that time. Um, but I really want to set her up for success and have some flows mapped out some frequently asked questions, just things that I naturally do that I think would be helpful for her to know kind of behind the scenes. And then my third projection and goal is to continue on with the passive passion project. I don't actually know how many lessons I have left in there, but I imagine a lot of it, it's not just going to be like a go through it and learn. It's going to be a go through and like do. And so I don't think Q2 is going to be the time where I'm actually going to be building out templates. I think that'll probably be like an end of Q2, beginning of Q3 thing. Um, And so just continue to go through those lessons. I love the realism there. Um, And I'm imagining, you know, we've done these goals and projections and reflections for over a year now. And I know that obviously you've been setting goals and things for longer than that, but you just gather so much information about yourself and what you're capable of doing and in different flows and different seasons. And I feel like what you have is super realistic and feels like you're totally going to crush all of those things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, as I was reflecting on, this is what I did last week, whenever I was like head in the clouds in the limbo, I would go to a coffee shop without my laptop. And I actually have a notebook with me and would just like write down kind of what I was hoping for. And the way that I was structuring that mindset was like, okay, if I were to like, just focus on Morgan Sinclair designs next quarter, didn't care about anything, any other businesses, any other projects, like what would be like the sky's the limit goal. And then bringing that to reality of like, okay, now kind of taking into consideration that my time is being spent and all these other places, like what are a real, what's a realistic goal, which is what I just shared. But then I even was reflecting on like, okay, now that I have those realistic goals, like what's a push goal. So like, I can still kind of have those push goals in mind. So kind of like with the passive passion project, like push goal would be starting to map out my first template. Realistically, I don't know if that's going to happen. April is like a super busy month with like continuing to be in Spain and then going to be in Austin. I'm doing some traveling in May. And so I just like, don't quite know what that'll look like. But anyway, that's how I have kind of mapped these out. Everything I'm sharing is going to be all my realistic goals because I need some realism in my life right now. Love it. Q2 is all about realism. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I feel like I spent a lot of time on Morgan's at their designs. (laughs) Next business is Weight Inclusive Business Academy. Q1 goal was to launch two lessons a month. I put that in yellow. 
I did two in January, two in February, and I've been dragging my feet with two in March. Like I said, March has just been a hard month. My VA has been awesome, kind of nudging me on those things. I have the script written, slides are ready to go for one of the lessons. I just need to sit down and record it. And then I actually wrote the script for the second lesson earlier this week. And so maybe you can get that recorded. Um, but overall it's been pretty good. I, I feel this is the most consistent I've been with, with doing lessons. And then my, thank you. And then my second goal for Q1 was to nurture my email list. It is green. I have been nurturing my email list. It's been so you have, I've opened every email you sent out and they've all been so interesting and well-written. And I know you're working with, um, the candid collective yes. Kendall, right? Kendall. Yes. Yeah. So Kendall writes soon. about two of my emails a month two to three. And then I write the rest, but I get so much inspiration from her writing. And I was like, Oh yeah, I can make it sound. I'm like, I'm trying to make my email sound like Kendall, but Kendall's trying to make her email sound like me. And it's like this really awesome cycle of trying to sound like each other. Um, That's perfect. I'm feeling inspired by those emails as well. So Uh, thanks for sharing. Yes. For sharing. Um, and then Q2 projections, I'm going to keep it the same. Launch two lessons a month, continue to nurture my email list. I put post consistently on Instagram, dot, 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 maybe dot, dot, dot. I uh, currently have an intern who's making some awesome templates for me of uh, being able to just kind of like plug and chug information from the lessons onto social media, just to one, I think it's helpful information to know regardless. Um, but just to have some consistency on there, that Instagram page has been so weird where I like posted a few things and then like, didn't touch it for several months. And it grew to a thousand followers. And I'm like, where did this come from? So I, like, I keep going back to that. And I'm like, maybe I should take that as a sign from the universe that I need to post mm-hmm. more on Instagram, but um, always a sign that would definitely be more of like a push goal, like a stretch goal than anything. Love that. For the eating expedition, my Q1 goals were to choose dates for the Italy trip this year and launch registration. I did both of those. I have two people signed up. And then Q2 projections get six more people signed up on the trip and then create content from Italy and Spain for social media. I'm, I have so much good video footage from Italy. I'm getting so much good video footage from Spain. I love traveling. I love talking about traveling. I love sharing tips on traveling and I uh, am just going to use all of that content to create some social media content. I'm going to ask you if you want to add another goal to that, just based on what you were saying in the accountability club of pitching yourself on some travel podcasts, maybe for marketing. Potentially, potentially. Just just going to gently. I'll do podcast question marks. I also, I'm pretty sure I've shared this on the podcast before. Uh, Fall of 2021, I hired a public speaking coach who helped me map out everything I needed for my own, the eating expedition podcast. I had the trailer written. I had an ideal schedule lined up, had all these things ready to go. And it was right around the time that you and I were talking about starting this podcast. And I was like, Morgan, you're insane. If you think you can do two podcasts at a time. And so (laughs) I so much would rather do this with someone else. And so I put the eating expedition podcast on the back burner, but I still have everything that I need for it. And now I have like a whole system that I could use because it's the same as like our system. I have Absolutely. a great microphone. I know how to edit. Like I, uh, yeah. So that we'll put podcasts and kind of leave that up for interpretation of being what you might do this podcast or restarting, not restarting, starting Ooh. a podcast for the first time. Ooh, not That's exciting. 
starting an eating expedition podcast for the first time. <laughs> Clearly not my first rodeo. Yeah, I'm like you just gaslit everybody. I'm like, wait, you already have a podcast. Hello. <laughs> um, and then personal Q1 goals were to host the Heads Conference, celebrate my 30th, and get to Spain. And check, check, check. All those are done. Thumbs up all around. You crushed all of those. N- crushed them. And I didn't really know what to put for Q2 personal goals. I think I'm going to keep it, play it safe with my personal goals and have it be continue to read two books a month and continue to do my daily Spanish practice. I love it. Consistency is key. All right. Passing the mic over to you. All right. So my goals from Q1 2023 and my goals for Q2 2023 are actually going to be about consistency, maintenance, coasting a little bit, and I'll kind of explain as I go along. So let's reflect first at Nourished Colorado. My three intentions slash goals for the quarter were delegate more to my leadership team, supervision, outreach, team support. That has been going so well. That is super green. Thumbs up on if that was achieved or not. I think it's going to be an ongoing process. And I that's what's interesting about goals for this year. I think it's going to be these projects and these things I've been delaying doing that are bigger than a quote unquote smart goal that I can tangibly check off. But so in this example with my team taking over a lot, um, in Q1, we made our first clinician who's a supervisor salary. And so her main job, she still sees clients, but she's also taking care of the team in every way possible. And it's been going so well. Um, We also have another supervisor who started some supervision groups for FBT and ARFID specifically. And so supporting our team there. And I've really been able to step out of that piece and how my role will kind of function in leadership is more employee management, as in I'm going to be the one doing quarterly check-ins and making sure that everybody's feeling good in the workplace and that kind of thing, which really makes me excited. And I'm relying on my leadership team to really take over the clinical stuff. They're doing it and they're rocking it out. So that's going super well. My next goal was to hire one to two clinicians. I really thought we were going to be able to do two, but then I don't know other people listening to the podcast. If you had a weird first couple months of the year, I know I've been talking about this a lot with my business coaching clients who are also group practices. January and February were kind of a wash as far as like people were taking a break from treatment. And I think the fear of a recession, which PS, it's definitely coming, um, had people kind of pull back a little bit on spending, which again, we're an insurance-based practice, but in the beginning of the year, a lot of people have deductibles. And so it's still money they have to pay out of pocket for a while. So we felt a little bit of a slowdown. And so we did hire and onboard one person. So that feels really good. And I think our goal for the rest of the year is going to be to add one person per quarter safely. Um, So I made it green because I said one to two, but we definitely only did the one and she just started two weeks ago and it's been really awesome. So I feel, I feel good about that. I feel good about the pacing. We will post another job probably in April or May and have them start at the end of Q2 if the demand stays up. So we'll keep you updated. And then the third projection was to apply for grants. And that didn't happen because it doesn't seem like we are necessarily eligible, which really sucks. 
And so just with the research and the timelines, we didn't put too, too much effort in there. But one of the reasons we were trying to apply for grants for Nurse Colorado is because we want to serve folks who don't have resources or have Medicaid. And because we can't be Medicaid providers in the state of Colorado, because we don't have licensure for the state, grant money was going to be the way to do that. So what I did talk about with my team is maybe doing some fundraising later this year and having a scholarship fund. Or we are talk- we're actually in contact with Medicaid and folks who are reps there, figuring out if there's a way we can bill as people with bachelor's degrees instead of dietitians to just have some kind of supportive service for these folks. So we're trying to find a loophole. We'll see. But that is red, red, red right now because we did not apply for any grants. And then my Q2 projections, as you all know from the last month of podcasts, I am stopping seeing clients as of end of April. So the May 1st, I will no longer see clients. And so that one is definitely happening. All my clients know we're processing, getting them set up with new awesome clinicians. And I feel really excited about what that might open up for me and allow for me to just have some more brain space back. So that's a goal. Definitely going to get that checked off. Like I said, hire one to two more RDs. It's probably going to be closer to the one. And then what I really want to focus on with Nourish Colorado is tidying up things on the back end. And I'll work alongside my apprentice, Caitlin, for that because it feels things are a little messy and could be tidier and systems could be better. So I want to figure out even what those are. Yes, that's my next question was like, what are they? Like, what are you, are you, is it like your Google drive? You want to tidy up getting oh, a hate CRM Google in place? Like what? Possibly both of those things. Um, definitely Google drive. Definitely our systems are working, but I still think they can be better. And we just, especially with billing. And I know that was a goal a couple months, a couple quarters ago was really tidy up our billing systems. And we have, but there's still just nuances that keep unfolding, especially with clients who are out of state and virtual and contracts. And so I really just want to dive into the work with that and make sure we're fully in compliance, make sure that um, our billing team feels supported and feels like they can do their job efficiently without having to spend hours on the phone. And so I'm really itching to dive into the back end stuff. So that's going to be happening in Q2. Amazing. And then for Values Driven Group, which is my business coaching consulting firm, I, for the first quarter, my goal was to just have one more client, which I I put it green because I definitely took on one client. I also marked the second part yellow because if you go back and listen to the episode where we recorded projections for Q1, I said my goal is to have 20 at a time. That is simply not true <laughs> in this season of my life with all the other projects I have going on, what I've settled on is 12 to 15. And that feels really great. So I took on at least one more client. I am around 12 to 15. And that feels really good. I have some people in transition, so I might have some openings um, in Q2. But I kind of feel like I'm full. I need to go back and look. But I know my my range tolerance now, and that feels really great. I just want to hold some space for that. We love a self-aware queen who knows I, yeah, I'm very proud of you. Way to go. 
Thank you. I realized that it's probably not smart for me to be reducing my client caseload as a clinician and then increasing my business coaching caseload too, too much because it's still that one hour of time where I want to be fully present and show up and support somebody in their business. And it's still energy and I love it and it's awesome. And I love talking shop, but I really need to manage my time as a business coach so I can be there fully for my 12 to 15 people every other week. So it's about like six to seven a week. And then the rest of the time to be able to do the higher level, no meeting stuff. So I feel good about my decision and it's okay if I have a wait list or I have some awesome people who have worked under me as a, um, being coached that are wanting to start dabble in doing business coaching so I can refer to them and it'll be great. So it feels good to be at that level of, I feel satisfied and I have people reaching out and I am really committed to working with people in a very, um, dedicated way, which means I have to have a cap for how many I take on. I also, with Values Driven Group, wanted to get better systems in place with notes and actions over to clients. I marked that one as a sideways thumb because I'm. it's still a work in progress. It's crazy how we have these things we want to do. And then when you start doing them, there's so much more to them. And it it's like stages of change where you have to be in process. It's not just being like, okay, I need to change this and then doing it. So What I am doing for my clients' action items that have been helpful is I'll message them in Slack right after our meeting finishes. I'll copy and paste from my notes what their their big three are, or sometimes there's a little bit more or less. And I've been like 85% consistent with that. Sometimes I'll be so back to back that I forget and I have to go back or they're, you know, I just forget, but it's been better than trying to email them after. It's much more efficient to just pull up Slack and send that. So um, I'm also going to have Caitlin help me clean up my um, business coaching notes because they're a hot mess sometimes, but, and then number three is I was going to play with a CRM, which is a customer relations management system and document builders for future business tools. And I made that also a sideways thumb slash yellow because I have been playing with some tools, but I don't have any big updates because I'm kind of in the research phase still. And so for goals for values driven group, kind of similar to nourish Colorado, I'm going to tidy up the back end of Values Driven Group and hopefully get a CRM in place. I am using a Coda doc right now for that. Um, Coda is a tech startup that's similar to Google Docs, but their docs have more features. I really like it. It's awesome. So that's kind of how I'm managing my notes and things, which I used to do in Google Drive and I've been moving it over, but I need to be consistent with moving it over. I'm still having to like pull up both sometimes for my meetings with my clients. Um, and then like I alluded to, I'm going to maintain 12 to 15 business coaching clients for Q2. Um, if it drops a little below, that's okay. It's not a push time for me for marketing or getting more people. I feel very good about just being consistent and taking care of the people that I am working with and maybe starting one to two more to keep those numbers up. And then, um, I want to pitch myself on a few podcasts because I feel like talking to people, I feel like having more conversations and seeing what is going on in the business space that's in like the dietitian and the therapist space. So I'm just going to see if people want to chat. Those are incredible. Those feel like some great, like coasting, like tidy up and coast. And I mean, honestly, you need it. (laughs) With graduation, everything coming up. So I, uh, I love the self-awareness around that. 
Yes. Yes. And I'll definitely touch on that in my personal part too. Cause that is the main reason of why I'm like, you know what? I have to coast in Q2. Cause I've been like our episode a couple weeks ago of hustling for too long. And I kind of just need a moment, um, especially as I do this last push of grad school. So my personal goals for last quarter were to ski for 10 days, which I did. I definitely will have by the end of this month. Um, like I said, my little cousin's here to ski. So I'm going to ski two days this weekend, which I'm so stoked about. So that was a green thumbs up. And then I also wrote that I want to plan out trips and time off for 2023, which I marked as yellow kind of middle thumb because I have done some of that, but a lot of things are still up in the air as far as my travel. So you all know that I talked about doing a trip after graduation and going to Latin America and kind of bopping around for a bit, which I still want to do, but I might pause on that for this year and do that next year because I will tell you in a second when I tell you my Q2 goals. We'll put a pin in that for a second. And then my third one was salsa dancing, which I marked as yellow, which side thumb, because I went a really good amount in January and February. And then it started to just go down downhill a little bit because of travel and um, logistics. But I did go. It is really fun. And I want to keep going. I could, it could maybe be called green because I did it, but I just didn't do it weekly like I wanted it to. But you had a very busy March, though. So March has been bananas. Personal March. Like, like, like salsa dancing is like post work activity. And so it's like, yep, like, yes, travel, prioritizing friends, all of that. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to give myself credit and call it like a yellow green. But March has been so busy, so that's kind of where it fell off. But one thing, settle. I'll be back, salsa dancing. I'll be back. And my Q2 projections. So this first one kind of goes along with pausing on the Latin America trip that I want to take for five weeks is my partner and I are going to be buying a van, a sprinter van for our travels. And so that we can go on awesome trips to the mountains and other places and bring our dogs with us. So that's kind of going to be the priority. Um, and where I put my resources for now, which is what contributes to pausing the five week trip. Um, and with that, my hopes would be to be able to take a trip, at least one trip down to Baja, Mexico this year, which will be a partial Latin America trip. Um, but just in a van on the beach with the dogs and my partner, and that would be super fun. So we've been looking for vans all of first quarter and we're, we're kind of deciding next steps and figuring out how to get a loan and all that good stuff. So that is going to be happening in Q2. Fun little side note. I randomly met a guy at a coffee shop in Houston who owns a coffee shop in Baja. So let me be sure to get that to you. It's a coffee shop slash co-working space. Mm. Yep. That will be yes. Connect us immediately. Okay. Fab. Awesome. Um, I'd love to talk to him. Okay. So we're going to buy a van. Yay. And then my second, um, personal goal is to take two weeks off graduation after graduation. So, um, I graduate on May 7th, which is my third personal goal is to graduate. I'm in my last class. My last push is a research capstone. So it's taking a lot of time outside of work and after hours. And so that's where it comes back to my first two 
businesses and the goals kind of to be coasting because even though I graduate in semi early in Q2, I need a come down period. And so that's exactly what all of my intentions are going to allow me to do. So taking two weeks off, I'm going to do nothing. Um, unless I get an itch and I have my van by then and I want to go on a little trip in the van, which would be nice. And then I graduate. So those are my three goals. So good. A uh, long time coming with that graduation piece. Oh my God. I can't believe it's been almost two years. <laughs> time. Oh what a concept. And then to finish things off for this episode, we have our weight inclusive innovators, intentions, and measurables. Um, so for Q1, our three things were to run the accountability club for the first time ever. And it was, uh, I would say, pretty wildly successful. 100%. It's been awesome. The greenest of greens. We are so excited to keep doing it for Q2. Another Q1 intention was to continue with consistent weekly episodes and with guests. We've been really good about the weekly episodes thing. We uh, have had really good intentions with some guests, but some things have come up on their end, which is totally understandable. So um, we had Amanda and Joan from Arise in January, and then we our next guest will be in April. So TB. Some more episodes from us. Some more from us. Get to hear us talk more. Woohoo. Yay. <laughs> um, and then our last intention for way inclusive innovators was to plan two admincations for the year. This one is yellow because we decided to forego strictly an admincation for the two of us and instead decide to plan something a little bit bigger, which brings us to our Q2 goals and intentions. Woohoo. Okay. So as you alluded to, we're going to continue to run the accountability club for Q2. If you're listening to this, make sure you get on our wait list for Q3 because we just closed Q2 registration. We did just close Q2 registration. So yes, wait list. We'll link it in the show notes to be, um, to have us reach out for Q3. We are going to be finalizing our group business coaching trip to Mexico City, where we're going to co-work and we're going to do some business strategy and we're going to have some fun. So that's going to be in August. And we are working out the details and finalizing the logistics of that. We're booking the place to stay. We're making our itinerary. We have the website up. Actually, I don't know if it's linked on the homepage, so going to have to add that to my list of things. For those who want to have a little save the date, it's going to be August 20th through 25th, 2023 Ooh. in Mexico City. So just tentatively mark off those days. Yes, mark it off. Also, mark your Google flights or join Scott's cheap flights because I just got an alert this week for Mexico City round trip for $200. You got that yep. as well? I got that too. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. So you can make this trip very, very, very affordable. And don't forget, it's a business expense. Yes, it is a business expense. We are going to have so many great business things happening, but we also have a few fun things planned too. You, you will not regret coming to Mexico City, I promise. And you'll have yeah. the best Mexican food of your life. So good. And the third thing is we are not going to say yes to a gazillion other things like we have been. 
that should be across the board for all of our businesses, but here we are. But we especially wanted to name it for we because it felt like we were really picking up momentum in end of January or end of February, early March, where we had all these ideas and we started launching webinars, which we are still going to continue to do, which wasn't something we had in our intentions for first quarter, but we ended up doing anyway, and they've been pretty good. But we realized like we get carried away with some of our ideas and try to implement them too fast. And then we both burn out and we can't be consistent. So we are not going to say yes to a gazillion other things. We're going to stay focused. We're focused on the accountability club. We're focused on hosting our first international retreat for business. And is there anything else we're focused on producing our weekly episodes still? Yeah. Yeah. We'll continue with our weekly episodes, but at that point, I feel like that's a given we've been consistent with that for over a year. I feel like that doesn't even need to be a goal anymore because we're just so good at it. Yes. And we thank you all so fucking much for listening to us blabber on sometimes because it's part of the reason why we keep going. We know so many of you listen and send us nice messages. Like you want to be our best friends and we want to be your best friends too. So, um, we appreciate y'all and we're so glad to be helpful and a resource for business things. We both really love doing these episodes and love talking about this stuff and are so glad you can, you feel like it's a benefit to you. We hope this episode was insightful for you. We hope it has inspired you to set some Q2 goals and projections as well. Feel free to send us a message. Let us know what they are. Um, um, accountability club is closed for Q2, but if you, if sending us a message to let us know what your Q2 goals and intentions are feels like accountability, send them our way. We'll gladly, we'll gladly hold space for that in our, uh, Instagram DMS or our inbox. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast to add us to your queue every week. Please leave us a rating and review and share with the business bestie to help us reach more weight inclusive business owners who could use support and pep talks. We'll see you next week. Bye.